This is the Ordained Educator Podcast, and I'm your host, Bridget Jackson. For almost three decades, I have lived and loved doing one of the greatest passions on earth, educating. I'm an ordained educator. If you're listening to this podcast, you are destined to do what you're doing too. You are ordained to impact others. Thank you for joining us today. Welcome, welcome back to episode number two of Ordained Educator. Today we're going to talk about that actual word, ordained. Why would I call you an ordained educator? In just a few minutes, we'll begin talking about that. I just want to remind you that this episode is being brought to you by Ubuntu Press. Ubuntu Press is an educational service. They passionately believe in building learners and encouraging an insatiable desire to grow and develop. Ubuntu Press is committed to advancing education and disseminating knowledge to their community of parents, children, and educators. You can find out more at ubuntupress.org, www.ubuntupress.org. Now, let's get back to our topic for today, ordained. Why would you be called an ordained educator? It is my belief that you are destined to do what you do. Educators do not just come into the field by happenstance. I believe that we are called and we're chosen because this field is such a great and rewarding field, but it's also something that goes on forever and ever because we plant seeds as educators. Those seeds then develop into trees and those trees then develop into other trees and other trees and other trees. It is a ripple effect. And so thank you for joining us, ordained educators. From here on out, I'm going to call you EDs for education, short. So EDs, let's get started today. Our word ordained actually means to decree something officially. And so we are officially, as educators, ordained to do what we do. And why is that so very important? It's because when we get to the point where we're tired, we're discouraged, we're disgusted, and we want to throw in the towel, we have to remember this occupation was selected especially for us, to do what we do. Now, many of us have had a break and taken time out during these last couple of weeks of 2019. And so it's very important for us to remember that just as we've had a mental break, um, whether you've had to work Uh, at home or go in because again various educators have various schedules we don't assume that everyone is off during the holiday season again there are some educators um, that are required to still work you know on that downtime so either way there are days to have breaks and so it's very important for us to um, take that time and rejuvenate ourselves and so just as we do it during this time we have to do it all throughout the school year and so one of the things that i want to focus on today and really talk about is how important it is for us to take time out for ourselves um we have to build ourselves um one of the very first books that i read as an educator 
as a new educator when I first began teaching was Stephen Covey's book, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. And one of his habits is sharpen the saw. I, again, for almost 30 years, have espoused to that. You have to sharpen your saw. Um, one of the things that he says in the book is that um, there's a, a, a farmer or a tree logger that's in the forest and um, someone tells him that his uh, sh saw is uh, not sharp. And he was like, well, I can't stop to sharpen it. I got to get this tree down. And so it's kind of like an oxymoron. You know, we can't get the tree down if we don't have a sharpened saw. So if we don't take the time to stop and take care of that, then we can't take care of getting the results. And so one of the things about being an effective educator, again, because you are ordained to do this, you know, it's little tips and little things that we can do. And one of them is taking care of yourself. So I want to give you this uh, little bit uh, of a story about potatoes. One of the things that I learned probably at my second school that I was a school leader at, uh, we had property and behind the property, you know, there was a, a field farmer. And one of the things that I learned from the farmer is that every year you cannot plant the same crop, some crops over and over again in the same soil. So for instance, potatoes, if you can constantly um, grow potatoes in the same soil year after year, the nutrients are depleted and you won't yield the crops that you need to. And so sometimes what I'm giving that to say is that, you know, we have to make sure our soil is right. Because again, this is not just a vocation. This is something that we're called to do. We are life changers. And I really do believe that we are really life changers. And so we have to make sure that we are taking care of ourselves so that we can take care of others. Very, very vital. So before we get into really talking about, you know, what does it mean to be ordained? One of the things of being ordained is, you know, if you know that this is truly your calling, you know, because some people are here because they think of it as something else. But I'm talking, this podcast is for the true educator. Then you need to make sure that you are taking care of yourselves. Upon that, you know, I want to go back to the premise that somebody is dependent upon you. You are not just working with widgets. Um, you're not in a, a factory, you know, working with some inanimate objects. You're working with lives, whether you're working with small children, um, high school children, adult learners, you know, as an educator, you have someone that's depending upon the knowledge that you have to disseminate. And so it's very important for you to kind of keep that in your forefront and to be mindful of that, that you are an educator. You are chosen. You are ordained. Hopefully you start back or if you've already been starting, that you've taken a little mental break and you are ready to do some rewarding and some incredible things, knowing that someone is depending 
upon you. You have a why. You have a why every day to go to. You know, some people are miserable in their jobs. And the reason why, you know, again, I created this podcast was to have frank, honest talks. And so right now today, this is just a you and me dialogue, but we will be having some guest speakers on very soon to do some interviews so they can talk to you about some of their strategies that they've effectively used in this field. And the reason why I'm bringing this up about being excited about someone depending upon you, you need to realize and understand that in 2015, it was reported that out of all the teachers that exited the teacher field, and I'm just talking about teachers now, so not just school leaders, um, just teachers alone, 48% of the teachers that left the field, they left because they were dissatisfied with their jobs. So satisfaction is so very important. And our very first satisfaction that we get is understanding and knowing that we are called into this profession. And that should be some satisfaction. No matter what your obstacles, no matter what your issues, no matter what your frustrations, no matter what you're going through, understanding and knowing that you are doing something incredible. You are planting a crop. And your crop will grow. And you get to see that year in after year in after year in. It's just amazing. Over the span of my career, I've influenced over 2,000 children from elementary, preschool to uh, high school. And it is so rewarding to know that when you see them and know that they have turned into these incredible human beings that are doing some wonderful works out there in society. That's what we do. We help every other vocation come to fruition. Why? Because we teach them. So please don't devalue who you are and what you are and what you do. You have a great impact on this world and we need educators right now we know that there's a shortage there's a shortage of teachers there's a shortage of support staff there's a shortage of administrators school leaders principals um there's a shortage all across the country you know because people are vying to go into other occupations and we need all those other occupations but we really need educators in this day and time and so i hope you're encouraged to stay in the field and to do the incredible work that you were ordained to do. And lastly, today, we just want to talk a little bit about uh, your calling. Again, you're ordained to do this. It's not happenstance. You know, it wasn't just something that I think most of us do idly. I think a lot of us start, you know, um, one of the things that I used to always ask uh, teachers were, why are you in the field? If I were interviewed, one of my very first questions was, you know, um, why did you want to become an educator? Why do you want to teach? And resoundingly, they will say, I wanted to become a teacher because I had a great teacher or I wanted to become a teacher. I wanted to impact lives or I wanted to become a teacher because, you know, as a kid, I played school and I loved it. It's in me. It's in my DNA. And when you know that it's a calling, it is. It's in your DNA. You 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 seek out everything. 
You're in the grocery store and you're thinking about, oh, how can I do this? How can I do that? You're at home or, or your other places and your mind is always trying to perfect. How can I be better at what I do? How can I hone my skill? How can I leverage my abilities and what I have to be able to do? And again, you're able to have that kind of thought with yourself because you are called to do this. So you resonate being an educator everywhere you go, every sound you make, everything that you think about is because you were destined to be this and to do this. And so when you get discouraged, one of the things that I'd like to encourage you to do is, is find a spot, find a place that takes you back there, visualize it. Um, if you've never done a vision board, you know, make a vision board um, just on, on, on for you being an educator. I know some of us probably have them for other areas in our life, but sometimes it can get really hard and really discouraging if you're not, you know, doing where, where, what you're supposed to think that you're supposed to be doing or where you think you're supposed to be at, but be encouraged. It is a calling. And then you don't want to be out of your calling. You know, I, um, one time I'm going to share this very intimate detail about myself. And I haven't told a lot of people about this, but probably into my, at about my 15th year in education, I was ready to, to throw in the tile. Uh, I had uh, was at a school and as I was a leader at this school, actually, um, it was my very first uh, principal job that I had and kind of got discouraged. It was some different discouraging things happening and I was really ready to throw in the towel and out of nowhere, I had a former student call me. How they got my number, I don't know because I had changed my phone number when I had relocated um, to the area that I lived in, but they got my phone number, called me. I was literally sitting on the couch, contemplating, getting ready to pull out, you know, back then, you know, the internet wasn't like it was and everything and stuff now. So I was getting ready to go get me a newspaper, go online and start looking for some different things. And, you know, I just really wanted to go into another field. And in fact, I did. I had the audacity uh, to apply for a job um, in the uh, public sector. And this job was for an actual nonprofit organization. And I interviewed. And when I interview, I am very charismatic. I love what I do. And it was resonating. You know, I had a panel of six people that were there interviewing me. And they told me, you know, wow, they were just really impressed with my energy. Then I waited and waited and didn't get a phone call. And it, again, was for a wonderful nonprofit organization. I was really excited. I was like, I'd still be able to help families. You know, I'd still be able to do this. And as I, I looked and I laughed when the woman, uh, the director called me and she says, well, we, we went with another candidate. And I said, could I ask you why? And she says, you interviewed amazingly well, but we could hear the passion in your being about being an educator. And we really didn't feel that you would stay with us. And I had to not get mad. I actually laughed and I said, okay, let me go back to my love. And with that being said, it makes me think of, uh, a personality by the name of Jonah. Some of us know that story of Jonah. Jonah wanted to have his way and do what he wanted to do. 
but not so. He was called to go where God told him to go. And when he didn't, we know the the scripture says that he was swallowed by a fish. And so I don't want any of you out there being Jonah. We might kind of change and tweak what we're doing in education. But if you are an educator, I admonish you to stay in the field, stay in the fight, be encouraged. Because if you've been brought this far, you can take a few more steps because somebody is dependent upon you. You have some trees to plant and you have some fields to reap the benefits from. So be encouraged, ordained educators. Know that we need you. You are very important. You serve in one of the greatest roles ever. As I said in episode one, you are so very important. You are great. In fact, you're one of the greatest people on this earth because you chose to be an educator. So don't quit. Don't get discouraged. I encourage you to come back. Be a part of this family of uplifters. I will see you at the next podcast. And just remember, you are ordained to do this. Walk in your destiny. I believe in you. Coach me and I will learn. Challenge me and I will grow. Believe in me and I will win. You are a winner. Thanks until next time.